Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, wish I had better news for you, but unfortunately, looks like the reality is setting in that the Yankees are going to be eliminated by the Houston Astros. Lose game three, kind of a whimpering fashion, five to nothing, completely shut down and smothered. Uh, I know they kind of put some runners on, you know, in the eighth and ninth inning, they gave you a little ha ha ha, but you knew, you know, eventually um, that wasn't going to go anywhere. And again, the Yankees. Uh, would lay a goose egg in this one. The only good roof for is that, you know, at least they didn't have the embarrassment of being one hit, so they got three-hitted. Wow, wow, we. But unfortunately, now the Yankees are down 3-0 in this American League Championship Series, and looks like for all intents and purposes, they're going to be wiped out um, here. Now, I can see them possibly winning Game 4, just, you know, you know it's going to be kind of interesting. The, 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 right now, this, the calling for weather should be um, rain. Right now, it's high 30s, low 40s percentage. Um, anywhere from 2 o'clock in the afternoon through 11 o'clock at night. Now, this game right now is slated for 7 o'clock uh, Eastern time there. So, I don't know if the rain is going to make an impact here. Maybe if the game gets pushed back one more and, you know, just some, you know, kind of collectively get their heads together or something. And maybe Houston just gets whatever, you know, just they get a little out of touch from having to get day off. I don't know if that would tilt the series. But nevertheless, I can see the league and the Yankee one way or another getting the game for a win. But then after that, you know, goodbye and good luck. Um, so whether that happens, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whether enough, uh, looks like the Yankees are done because they needed, really needed to win game two. But going down now, needed to win game three. And the fact they didn't win game three, now it's just over, down 3-0. And I know there's been some moments, you know, the Yankees blew the 3-0 lead to the Boston Red Sox there. And, of course, last year, if you can listen to the telecast there with the, uh, you know, Ron Darling and friends on TBS mentioning at least, you know, um, the Rays being up 3-0 in Houston. Now Houston came back. Now they would lose Game 7, but at least made it made a series of it. But again, I just don't see that from this Yankees team just because the Houston pitching is just too good. We knew that going in, uh, but it's really just been smothering the Yankees and um, just, you know, 30, well, it was like 37 strikeouts coming into this game. Uh, and the Yankees has added to that in this game as well. Just really, really mounting no offense against uh, Christian Javier, who I kind of mentioned in the last episode would probably get to start this one. They didn't announce it right away, but again, he was part of that uh, you know, combined no hitter earlier this season during the regular season is one of the games uh, again that Houston dominated the Yankees in the season. So you kind of figured he was going to get a start, whether it was going to be this one, the next one. But I figured Javier was probably the more rested of the two, uh, so they went with him in in that extravaganza there. So uh, we'll get into that. So, but but before we start, if you haven't done it already, don't worry. I know even if the season ends, there's going to be some off season talk. We'll be talking trades and complaining about it. should you get rid of Brian Cashman? Should we resign Judge? So a lot of content to come up throughout the off season. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast, Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Um, so now Boone, you know, before this game, he tweaked with the lineup a little bit. And like, I actually liked the, you know, the game two lineup. I liked the idea of Peraza at shortstop there. Again, he didn't really give much of the bat, but again, look, you know, look great in the field there. I liked the idea of Bader leading off this, you know, having a little energy there and a little moxie and, uh, you know, the prowess to be able to steal a base. Even though he got nailed in this one, nevertheless. I like that lineup, but then again, Boone once again moved it around a little bit. Um, he can understand a little bit. Again, Javier, the, the right-hander up. Now, again, last, last game was uh, Frambia Garcia, the lefty there. So you understand that's why I um, decided to go with, um, you know, having Beta lead off. But even though with Javier, a righty, I would like to Boone to still stick with that lineup. I think just having some sort of cohesiveness would help. And just having new guys leading off all the time and jumbling people around. Don't think it helps the team much. Again, baseball players, a lot of them just creatures of habit and, uh, you just keep moving things around. I know he's kind of like just grasping for straws at this point because you need offense, but nevertheless, um, goes with Stan in the left field, which is a little surprised, but you know, again, Stan was okay for the most part. Um, moved Rizzo to the leadoff spot, uh, kind of maybe because, because you have to, because he's probably, you know, overall, maybe you would say he's the Yankees most consistent, at least best hitter throughout this, 
three game, games so far, you know, getting a home run in game one, taking his walks, putting good at bats there, moving uh, Oswaldo Cabrera back to shortstop. And then, of course, because we haven't seen enough of him, Matt Carpenter back at DH, who, again, in his like seven uh, plate appearances you know, before the game started, all were strikeouts, and his first couple in this game would be strikeouts as well. So, you know, if they haven't seen enough of Matt Carpenter, but get, again, you got a little bit more of him in game three, who, again, I don't blame him, but you ask him to come back, you know, he hasn't played in three months, and you ask him to go up against the best starting and uh, bullpen uh, in baseball right now, and it's just a tough test, and I just, I understand the Yankees are kind of, you know, limited with left-handed bats. So you got to switch it up to give the other pitcher a little different view there. But, again, Carpenters has really looked horrible, um, you know, throughout this uh, series so far. So, uh, so for the Yankees, had the ace on the mound. And this is really why you needed to win game two. Because if you could have somehow won game two there, and then you have, all right, you have Severino tied up 1-1. You bring it back for Cole. And if you could get the lead in the series 2-1. Now, you still might lose because Houston's good. They can still come back. But I think the Yankees' best chance, at least at some point, if they could have had a 2-1 lead in the series – that would probably is going to be their only shot. Uh, so even when, you know, so even the fact that it's like, well, we could come on, we could come back from 2-0. We did it in 2017 against the Astros. I think this is a better Astro team than it was in 2017. Uh, and again, it's the fact, just the way the pitches were lined up. Um, you needed to really win that game too. And the fact that it just fell short there 3-2 and uh, really, you know, the two runs the Yankees got really on a fluke. Uh, it was really, you know, an error throwing everybody the pitcher. And then the Yankees, of course, they were, you know, just with runners on second and third, just put some wood on the bat, take a few, you know, fielded choices and sacrifice flies to get the so – I'm going to sacrifice ground outs to get, get the runners in. Okay, great. But really it wasn't like the Yankee offense really put a hurting on their team like that. It was more the, um, the error there by Garcia on that stand comebacker that really led to the Yankees' two runs. Other than that, the Yankees did nothing in game two and would do nothing in this game three. Um, now, Cole in the first, uh, you know, would it hit Alvarez um, or suppose put a runner on and uh, – a little bit of a jam there, but ultimately would end up striking out the side technically. But again, the first inning took a little long, and it was kind of a sign of things to come because Cole would throw a lot of pitches in his game, and part of the reason um, he had to come out early. Again, really, you know, Houston really ran up his pitch count. And overall, you know, you got to look at the Yankees. They pretty much handled, you know, their best players rather well, man. So far during the season, I mean, Alvarez, who came in like a beast, now he's the guy to be afraid of. He's only got one hit off the Yankee pitching staff so far, you know, at least up through game three there. And now Tuve, again, perhaps, you know, their second or third, you know, best player, maybe the first. Um, you know, he was admired in a 23 uh, hitless uh, plate, plate appearance streak there. Now, finally broke that with a double in this game. But again, the Yankee pitching overall has handled their best players. The only kind of blip you would say was the three-run home run um, that uh, Severino gave up to Bregman there. But other than that, all the damage, you know, in all three games were pretty much done by the bottom of their lineup. Uh, so it's just kind of frustrating that the Yankees pitches, done, you know, handled their best hitters overall, kept their offense at bay a little bit. Just the Yankee offense couldn't get, can't get anything done because uh, their pitching has been so phenomenal there. But this game was pretty much over. This is how pathetic it was in the second inning. Now, it was all kind of a fluky thing. Now, there was a flare by Christian Vasquez, the former Red Sox, who came over there during the trade. Flared a little ball into kind of right center field. And it looked like there was a little miscommunication between Bader and Judge there, which is kind of confusing because both are gold club gold glove caliber defenders there. Uh, the ball ends up dropping in. So they kind of ended up like looking at each other. Now the error actually ended up getting charged to beta with that. But again, it's, you know, you're up against almost a perfect team that you cannot give up, you know, an easy error like that. And it, again, it would end up costing the Yankees. You just kind of felt that was going to happen. And then Chaz McCormick, the center field, again, ninth place hit a guy at the, at the bottom there. Ends up hitting a two-run opposite field home run. Now, again, it was a good swing. It wasn't like really a terrible pitch by Cole. It was kind of low and away. 
Uh, but he's got enough wood on it, went opposite field, and it just hit the top of the wall there, that e, EW web little advertisement there. So just went out by a, smither, a little smithereen, just hit the top of the wall and went over uh, for a two-run home run. And really, I guess the way the Yankees hitters were for this game, that's almost seemed like a 10-run lead because um, the Yankees really didn't mount up any sort of comeback um, until later on in the game when it was definitely well well in hand. Um now the Yankees against again against Javier. Now he hadn't pitched since October 11th. Uh, again, it was during that uh, eight to seven comeback win in the first game against Seattle. There, so it wasn't like he was fresh, but again, he was part of that again, group of pitches that you know threw the combined no hitter against the Yankees, and he was pretty much picked up where he left off in that game. Pretty much uh, breezed by the Yankees, 84 pitches would pitch into the sixth inning, um, five strikeouts. Now you know did walk three guys there, so not exactly perfect, but again, completely untouchable against them. The Yankees. Really didn't have two runners on in this game um, until the eighth inning. This is how good he and again the rest of the um, Houston bullpen was. Now in the fifth inning, Beta would get one of those walks, and I guess you know at that point the offense is not doing anything. He's trying maybe trying to try to do a little too much, try to steal second, uh, but Vasquez guns him down uh, on a great throw there. So kind of you know just gave up gave up an opportunity there. Now again, I'm not saying the Yankees would hit a two run home run there, but at least at that point the game's still two nothing. You know, one swing at the back could tie it up. Again, Beta kind of takes that out of the equation there. And in the sixth inning, this game was pretty much um, over with an exclamation point. Um, Cole's still out there. Again, his pitch count running up. But um, Bregman would lead off with a double. And you just kind of felt with this with the groans in the stadium and everything. That's pitch, p- p- people pretty much knew the inevitable was coming there. Now, he would go full count on Kyle Tucker and up walking him as well. And then Guriel would serve another little bloop into right field there in front of Judge. Again, I don't think Judge would have had a play on that, but he kind of deked, I guess, Bregman a little bit to thinking of he might catch it, so at least he was able to save the run at the point. But at this point now, bases loaded, nobody out, and you, you just knew what was going to happen. Now, it was an interesting point of the game here. So Cole at this point was at 96 pitches, definitely laboring. Obviously, the conditions weren't terrible. You know, it was like, you know, low 60s, high 50s at the game there. So it's not a situation where, you know, Cole is like this, you know, freezing out there or just, you know, too hot and sweaty and can't handle him. And I think, you know, weather-wise, it was, you know, not the problem there. But obviously, at the point, Cole, uh, pitch count was up there. He was laboring. Now, Boone could have kept him in the game. Now, he had Lou Trevino um, warming up when things looked like, you know, started to come apart a little bit. Decided to take Cole out of the game there with 96 pitches now. Either way, I don't really blame Boone for this one. I mean, again, Trevino is a ground ball pitcher. You're hoping to get the sinker ball. And maybe if you get a double play and just get out of that with one run, great. Or maybe you get a bouncer back to the, the pitcher. Maybe the pitcher could throw home and throw to first and get a double play there and maybe preserve the 2 nothing lead. So I don't hate the idea of going to Trevino, but I think I would have stuck a Cole in that situation and just let him try to get out of it. Figured look, this is going to be his last inning regardless. Again, he only had 96 pitches. So, you know, I can see if he was at 110, then fine. Okay, take him out. I think at 96, he still had a batter or two left in him. And even in that Cleveland game, you know, when he supposedly was on fumes, uh, he got two big strikeouts to end, you know, get, you know the, his seven innings of work there. I would have liked him to at least have an opportunity um, to get out of this jam there. Because with Trevino, again, I, I think he almost waving the white flag at the point. I mean, we've seen Trevino in the regular season, you know, towards the end there, get, get out a few couple of bases loaded jams. But I think I would have stuck with Cole there. But I'm not going to blame Boone because either way, it almost doesn't matter because at that point, the Angles had only had like one hit in the game, which is a Giancarlo Stanton double early on. So it's almost like pick your poison. They decide to stick with Trevino. Uh, goes 2-2 and trade Mancini, the former Oriole. And then Mancini, uh, with the sacrifice, fly deep left field. And it's deep enough. Bregman's able to score now. This is the you know part of having a semi I'm not going to call a stand inexperienced outfield. Obviously, plenty of experience, but again, hasn't played much lately. 
um, out there now. Instead of throwing the ball to second base, well, at least you keep the run at first base where you set up a first and third prospect that will play, or at least prevent that that runner from being a scoring position. But nevertheless, Stanton gets a little greedy, throws a third base, seek of maybe get a play there, doesn't. And now as a result, you now run as at second, third versus first and third. And that would end up, uh, you know, costing the Yankees uh, shortly after because then uh, Christian Vasquez, uh, who again, who got that bloop single right before the McCormick home run, uh, and he had himself quite a game there. Hits an um, RBI single to left field, a flare there, drops in. And of course, the runners from second, third easily score. And now at this point, up in the score, five to nothing there. Uh, and again, the, the game was over even before that, but this really put the exclamation point on with a bold point sharpie there. And at the point now, the Yankees down. 5 nothing, and that was pretty much a game there. Again, the Houston bullpen, uh, good as advertised um, after uh, Javier left. Uh, three and two-thirds innings, uh, six strikeouts combined, just two hits, and uh, no one runs, of course. That's a big one, and it did have two walks there. Again, the Yankees teased you a little bit there in the eighth inning. Now, opposing manager Dusty Baker decided to bring in Hunter Brown, again, one of their young um, you know, flamethrowers there. And he hadn't pitched in a while as well and kind of did show – he would end up walking the first two batters he faced there, Donaldson and Cabrera. Uh, started making it a little bit interesting. And again, if the Yankees could maybe load the bases there, maybe you could get a big fly, a 3-1 home run, a grand slam, make it 5-4, you at least give yourself a puncher's chance there. Uh, but unfortunately, the Yankees would not. Now, uh, Jose Trevino was in there. Now, Boone possibly could have maybe pitched in for him for somebody. I don't know who. So, again, the Yankee bench is kind of limited there. Unfortunately, again, that would be a situation maybe where you would not start Matt Carpenter, but bring Matt Carpenter off the bench in a big spot like that. But then nevertheless, leaves Jose Trevino in there. Now, he actually got a good wood on it, and but unfortunately, just got a little under the ball there. Uh, served out to center field, so it was an easy fly out for McCormick. And then from there, uh, Rizzo uh, would be up there. And with one out already, um, he would work the count to two and two. He would a little hit a little flare to, to shortstop hole there, again, playing up the middle there just with the shift. So kind of a weak uh, fly out there. And then nevertheless, um, with two outs, Dusty Baker decides to go with Montero. Uh, he could have stuck with Brown for one more inning. But the reason he went with Brown on Rizzo there is because if you remember in game one, uh, Rizzo took Montero deep. So he probably wanted Brown to go after Rizzo for his last batter. And then once Rizzo was out, brought, brought on Montero to uh, get Judge out. And Judge just with a weak little ground ball, a little one hopper to third base. Bregman fielded easily and threw him out. And again, the Yankees' so-called possible rally there was... Uh, pretty much quelled. And again, Yankees still stuck at that point of the game with zero runs and just one hit, and which brought the Yankees to the ninth inning. And again, you didn't think anything was going to happen there. But uh, with another one of the great relievers there, Ryan Abreu, with two outs, uh, Yankees, again, gave you a little tease there. Matt Carpenter up, who pretty much struck out in all his appearances so far before that, finally made some contact, actually uh, dunked in an opposite field single of himself. Now, it actually split the outfielders there. And you gotta you gotta ask yourself again at the point of the leaders matter why is he not on second base because not only the ball dunk in but again it, it kind of took a bad hop and both Alvarez in the center field they were kind of chasing after the ball running outwards towards the outfield there so no excuse no reason why he shouldn't be on second base again I know he has the hurt foot so maybe he doesn't want to push himself too much so again I'm not gonna kill him for that but really I mean the ball is out in the outfield forever I mean should, at, a, at a bare minimum maybe you could be at second base but nevertheless he's at first base there. Now, uh, Harrison Bader follows out with a single right up the middle there, puts runners on first and second, but still with two outs. It's almost asking the impossible to have any sort of comeback out here. And then Donaldson, who, you know, I don't know. I mean, he, he Donaldson hurt his booze in this game. Uh, he did get a walk there in the eighth inning to maybe give you a little hope at that point. Uh, but then strikes out, swings out a ball way up, out and, up and in on him. 
and again, uh, embarrassing fashion there. And of course, the boos are raining down on him a little bit as the Yankees went out with a whimper there, five to nothing. Donaldson heard some boos. You even heard some boos for, for Judge, a couple of boos for Carpenter. So again, some of the at least Carpenter and Judge, who have kind of been you know some of the Yankee fan favorites throughout the rest of this whole season, uh, hearing the boos from the crowd, and again now uh, Houston with a commanding 3-0 lead in this series. You kind of knew this was going to happen after the Yankees lost game two. They really needed that one. And then once Cole fell behind 2-0 in this game, you just felt the energy. You saw the body language. You heard it from the crowd. Pretty much it was over. You kind of te- you tell there. And then, of course, they dropped the three more runs later on. That definitely just puts the icing on the cake. So the Yankees at this point now, you're in survival mode. You just want to win a game. Now, I think, again, whether they play the game tomorrow night with the rain and all that stuff, I think they can win the game four. Again, McCullers did pitch well in that game three deciding game over Seattle there with uh, six shutout innings. Uh, just gave up two walks there with like six strikeouts. Uh, and he's given the Yankees fits as well. Just, you know, they, they always struggle against him. But again, just the way they can't, maybe they finally showed a little bit of life in the eighth and ninth inning. I think maybe that's something they could take into the next game. So I wouldn't be shocked. Again, maybe they just have their, a breakout. Stanton and Judge, they just break out finally because just from the, you know, the law of mathematics. Um, them just being smothered so much throughout those first three games. I could see possibly the Yankees winning a game four, but after that, I don't see them winning a game five nor taking any further than that. So let's just see if they at least stave off the bleeding. But again, this kind of an embarrassing loss, just three hits, two of the three hits kind of in garbage time in the ninth inning there. Um, so, and you kind of expected this again. We knew going in, Houston's pitching was as far superior. We knew their bullpen was far superior and we knew their lineup was probably a tick better than the Yankees. Uh, but I can't really blame the Yankee pitching overall. I mean, I know Cole unraveled a little bit later in this game, but you look at the first three games, I mean, Tyone gave the Yankees a chance there. Now Clark Schmidt in the first game, you know, he gets out of that big bases loaded jam there and the Yankees kind of right there in the sixth inning. Then it kind of fell apart a little bit, but there's not really a series where you look at the Yankee bullpen. It's like, oh, you had leads, you blew it. If we just had a good closer, if we had a good eighth inning setup, man, this wouldn't have happened. No, it wasn't the case where they, the Yankees really, the case has been is this, their starting pitching has pretty much smothered the Yankee offense, and that's really it. So um, it's been more about the Houston starting pitching, just buckling down on the Yankees, which they did pretty much during the regular season, and you knew that was going to happen in this postseason. And it was just going to take something like just a crazy occurrence of actually, you know, it was just going to take something, you know, unfathomable for, you know, for that, for this not to happen. We kind of figured this was going to be the case for the Yankees. But all that being said, I can see a possibility of them winning a game for Nesta Cortez. Uh, we'll be on full four days rest. Now, his previous start against Cleveland, getting had gone three to get days rest on necessity. Went five innings, just gave up, two, gave up the one run. Obviously, this lineup much tougher than Cleveland. But nevertheless, I can see the Yankees possibly holding them at bay and stealing, you know, at least holding off um, can't, uh, being uh, eliminated by one game possibly. And and it would probably be their best opportunity to do that just for all these pitching matchups. You know, Verlander versus Tyone. Um, you know, you liked – Obviously, Houston had the, the edge in that one. You go to game two, a likely Cy Young Award winner, um, Frambre uh, Garcia against Severino. Again, Severino's a good pitcher, but again, you would give the edge to Houston in that one. And you look at this game three, Cole uh, versus Javi, Javier. Maybe you'd like to give the edge of Cole just because he's the veteran, but you know, Javier's just up there in quality. It's just a problem with him. He's not really stretched out enough, so you knew he wasn't going to go much more further than the fifth or sixth inning. But still, the pitching is pretty close here. This is a game McCullers versus Cortez. You can look at it either way, but this is maybe the only of the four matchups so far. We maybe, um, you know, you figure the Yankees may just have a bit of the upper edge. Just the fact Cortez a lefty there, a little funky. Maybe, you, you know, you've been seeing righty after righty after righty after righty after righty. 
maybe catches them off guard a little bit. And again, I could see maybe the Yankees stealing the game four, but uh, we'll see how it all goes with the weather and all that one. So, so there we are. So we're probably looking at elimination, but hey, let's just see. Hopefully, get a win and just take it from there. So, section four twenty talking Yankees. Sorry, I don't have better news for you, but we will be wrapping up after game four, and at least, hopefully, maybe we're at least taking it to a game five. Thanks for catching the episode. Mm-hmm.